Hello and welcome to Grow by Cassandra. I'm your host, Cassandra, and I am so excited that you decided to click play on this podcast. Really, dream um, by dream by Cassandra. Grow by Cassandra is inspired from a book that was inspired from my life. So I have spent 10 years as an educator, teacher, and over 30 years as a student of life. Oh, wasn't that magical? And really, Grow by Cassandra is all about uniting people so that we can be connected through our shared challenge and shared victories. I believe that we all have a story to tell, and I just have found healing and found connection and found life through being able to share mine. If you're interested in learning more about Grow by Cassandra, or if you're interested in inviting me to come and speak to you, to your group, to your family, then just hit me up at um, growbycassandra at gmail.com or on Facebook at Grow by Cassandra. So today I want to share a brief Testimony. And before I do, this is my third time recording this podcast. The first two times, it just didn't work out. And the third time is a charm, right? So we're going to keep it moving. My phone is charged. The roosters, the dogs, the animals outside are quiet. And I feel like this is going to go through. The only reason that I tell you I've recorded it three times is because I woke up very early this morning And this message was on my mind and on my heart. And it's that important that rather than just say, you know what, it wasn't meant to be, or I don't feel like saying the same thing over and over again, I decided I was going to record this. So I want to start about five years ago. Five years ago, I was in a place in my life where I was suffering one of the worst bouts of depression I've ever had. I felt alone. I felt rejected. I was tired of feeling those ways. And it was hard for me to see the tunnel, forget the light at the end of it, right? I uh, had suffered and survived a very swift and unexpected divorce. So we were definitely unhappy, but I didn't think that our marriage would end. And so that really rocked me. I had retired early from teaching after the divorce. (laughs) And I retired 15 years early. So I was only 25 at the time. Um, I was sad. Sad is an understatement. I was like, my soul was sad. If you've ever been through mourning a loved one, like someone has died, um, you want to, you might think of divorce as someone choosing to die to you and then choosing to live in another place with other people. Like a perfectly healthy, thriving human being says, I'm going to cut off my life to you and you only. So the devastation that came from that um, was devastating. I, I, don't worry. Read the book. You'll find out more. But um, at that time, right after the divorce, I decided I needed a win. Let me earn my Mary Kay car. And I did. I earned a Mary Kay car. Yes, people really earn cars. My team and I were able to do the sales and do the recruiting that was required for that goal. But I missed a huge goal um, for promotion in Mary Kay, one that I had really been working for and a win that I thought that I needed. But, you know, the day that I missed the mark, even to this day, that day and even today, I feel like that loss was really necessary for me. Um, 
I needed to sit with what I was feeling, which was an immense amount of failure. I needed to sit with dreaming again and learning to love again and to fall in love with myself and in love with God. And it didn't all happen at the same time, but after I missed the mark, I found myself in $10,000 worth of debt, if not more, debt that I had racked up in a very short amount of time. Let's give it four months. Um, I know how to spend money, so don't ever need to worry about that. So on top of, let me just recap, right? So I said I was tired and rejected and lonely, blah, blah, blah. Had gone through a divorce, had quit my job at the end of the year. I didn't quit in the middle of the school year. Would never do that. Actually, I've done that. That's a separate podcast. And I won't throw that school under the bus. But anyway, let's rewind, right? So divorce career change, achieved goal, missed goal, debt, right? That's like failure on top of failure on top of failure on top of failure. And at the same time, I had friends who were moving away and who lived far away. My family wasn't super close um, in proximity, that is. And so for the next several months, the highlights of my life became a man About five months after divorce, I found myself in a relationship, a really new, fresh, exciting relationship. I found uh, an opportunity for a new job, one that I was super excited about, and I had the opportunity to move to a brand new city. So as you can hear, failure, 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 and on comes change, 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 right? But not even a year after all of those changes, I found myself single. The relationship didn't work out. I found myself in more debt and I was miserable at work. Miserable, miserable. That's four syllables. Instead of miserable, I was miserable and I was lost. So in the city of Houston, that's where I moved to. And Houston's a great city. I sought therapy and I used my work lunch breaks to do my therapy sessions. So I would drive to a Christian counselor and I would cry and I would ask for advice and I would pour out my heart. I prayed at that time um, for friends and for a good church home. I put a demand on God and it's crazy that I had the audacity to talk to the God of the universe, right? The creator of the moon and the stars and all of that like this. But what I asked him for was friends and a church home, because for me, friends and church equal community. And without community, I really don't always feel a sense of purpose. If there's no community, it's like, what am I doing and what am I a part of? I also got out of the house. Even if it was just me, I would go to the movies. I would go to a lounge. I would go sightseeing. I would go to the park. Um, I learned to really enjoy my own company. And work was still difficult, but I was able to manage that through building really strong relationships with the people that I worked with. I was the director of a children's church ministry, and it was really hard work, but seeing the impact on the kids' lives and on the teachers' lives and the joy that doing the work of the church, right, the work of God um, brought, 
there was transformation and that made me feel good. But the work was difficult, y'all. I can remember that there were nights where my crying consisted of dry, motionless, inner sobbing. Like I was so sad. I felt so depleted. I felt like such a failure that I couldn't move and that I couldn't cry out loud. And no tears felt. No tears fell from my eyes. And I don't know if you've ever been in that place or maybe you're in that place right now, but I was silently suffering. I was going through the motions because again, I was in a new city and I felt alone and I felt the need to be successful, the need to survive and the need to keep pushing. But in that time, what I did was really developed a place where I could create a space for the things that I needed in my life. I told you I needed community. I needed friends, right? I prayed for a church. I needed love. And so I was able to go out and push through and cling on to a piece of hope. Before then, um, there was regret. There was shame. There was loneliness that occupied. Every mistake was magnified. My past was my partner. Like I was picking up my past every day and I'm like, okay, let's meditate on all the mistakes that I made and how I'm divorced and in debt and hate my job. (laughs) And imagine working at a church and really like struggling with your job. Um, Hate is a strong word, but really, really struggling um, with the work that you actually know you love to do, but something is just off with it. So I felt lost and... I felt lost through and through, really in every single area. But like I said, there was a tiny piece of hope that I was able to cling on to. And it was really me sitting outside of myself and saying, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And there was a time where no affirmation, no positive thinking, no word, no human word of encouragement was penetrating my mind, my heart, my soul, or my spirit. But I was able to dwell on the word of God. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And other versions say, I know the plans I have for you. So I was able to think God has something else on the other side of this pain. And that's what I was able to hold on to, to push through a really dark and a really devastating time. So I'm recording this podcast simply to tell you that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. Whatever you're going through, it may seem dark and empty. And when people say, you know, I really know what you're going through. I understand what you're going through. I just want to let you know, if you you follow me on social media, if you are my friend in real life or you're my uh, Facebook friend, 
you may see joy, right? And excitement and so much peace and hope. And I'm such a dreamer, but there was a moment, there was a time in my life where I would be up all night crying, sad, depressed, barely getting sleep, barely eating, and rolling out of bed right on time to be late. I was late, y'all. I was late. (laughs) To be late to work, to operate as a zombie, to make it through the day, to get back in my car, to come back home, to get back in my bed, to do it all again. And so I'm not speaking from a place where this joy has always existed or this hope has always existed or this peace has always existed. I'm talking to you from a place where I was going through it. And I don't know what your it is, right? But God, the ruler of the universe, can see you through it and he can elevate you above it if you let him. I don't know what your it is, like I said, but mine was failure and divorce and low self-esteem and feelings of rejection and hopelessness and dissatisfaction at work and comparison and the list can go on and on and on. In fact, the new struggles that I encounter, I have to lay those at the altar as well. I have to say, God, your plans for me are good. They are of peace. They are not of evil and you have an expected end to give me. So I give those things to God and I want you to give your it to the giver of life. Don't just do it once, but make a habit of failing and then looking forward to the hills, the high places where God sits and where your hope comes from. If you look to the left and the right, if you're looking down your timeline, if you're scrolling through mentions, if you're looking to your family or to your spouse or even to your children or your job or the good work that you're doing to give you hope, at times, each one of those will fail you, but God never will. And so before I get off, I want to pray with you. Dear God, you are God. You created the seas and the wind, the birds and the trees. God, everything we have belongs to you. Everything we are, God, we surrender to you. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your grace toward us. Thank you for your goodness and for your loving kindness. We appreciate you. God, help us show that we appreciate you and the way that we think and the way that we move and the way that we act. God, protect our minds and our hearts and our bodies and our souls. Protect the mind, heart, and body of the soul of my friend who's listening to this podcast right now. It's not by accident. Lord God, help them to understand you more clearly. Pour out your unwavering love and give peace where there is turmoil. Give joy where there is sadness and give hope everlasting, God. I love you. We love you. You loved us first, God, and help us to feel that love from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet. 
Help us to know that there's nothing that we can do to earn it, Lord God, and there is nothing that can separate us from your love. Cover us as we go. Walk with us and guide our steps. Prepare us for the mountains, God, for the hills, for the valleys. Move through us and move us through to a new level in you. You are God. You are great. You can heal our broken, empty places. We call on your name, Jesus. Every thought, every word, every individual who tries to come against what you have for us and what you placed in us, we cast it down and we come against it. We lift up your name, God. In faith, we believe our it is overcome. Bless her, Father. Bless him, Father. Bless the listener. Bless the doer. And keep them, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. Guys, I hope this episode really blessed you. And if you know someone who can use some encouragement in their dark places, please just share it. You never know what an encouraging word can do to brighten up someone's dark places. Until next time, if you don't do anything else, I want you to make sure that you grow.